Welcome to another episode of Propcast, a property podcast that aims to educate, inspire, and engage property investors. We are your hosts, Dami Shionbala and Bimbala Osaige. Hey, Bim, how's it going? Hi, hi, hi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm okay. Um, we're in lockdown, <laughs> so we're as good as we can be. Okay, so what are we talking about today? Well, today we should talk a lot, a bit more about some of the stuff that we're doing. Um, yeah, I want us to talk about some of these rent-to-rent um, opportunities that um, that you seem to be picking up every day, Dami. You seem to be <laughs> you seem to be getting all the rent-to-rent deals. So, yes, yeah, tell us what you're doing. Let us learn from you. Let's talk about rent-to-rent okay. deals. Yeah. So, um, rent-to-rent. So, rent-to-rent is where you effectively you control a property and you don't own it. So, Mr. Rockefeller said the secret to success is to own nothing but control everything. Um, rent-to-rent is one of the strategies that you can use and employ in property if you don't have a big deposit per se or if if a stumbling block for you is money it's a it's a low cost entry into into the property market so effectively it's where you would take a a normal house from a landlord say a a three or four bedroom house which is typically been um been rented out to a family or um, you know, to, 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 yeah, to, to, to a couple or something like that. And then you would rent the rooms out room by room. So you take it from what was rented out as a whole house before, and then you start renting each room out and you charge a fee for each room. So in doing this, you're able to generate enough cash flow in order to not only pay the landlord, pay the bills, but to also earn a bit of an income. Yeah. So rent to rent effectively, you take a property and you rent it out room by room. And that strategy is usually called rent to HMO, rent to rent HMO, because there are different types of rent to rent you can do. Like, for example, BIM, you do, you have some rent to rent serviced accommodation properties, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah. So I do my, I take on other people's property and then the goal. For my, my goal for doing that is to rent it as a short-term accommodation, so the SA. Um, so, yeah, just like Dami said, you, you, you rent-to-rent is you're just taking someone else's property, really, renting someone else's property. And then what you do to it or with it is then dependent on what you want to do. So, Dami, you would do rent-to-rent to HMO. I yeah. do rent-to-rent to SA. Yeah. And then there are other other things that other people do as well with their um, rent to rent. Exactly, exactly. So it's quite a flexible strategy in the sense that it just depends on the type of property you are able to acquire in a sense or, you know, find. And then depending on that, depending on the property you find, you can then decide what to do with it. So, for example, if it's just a one to one to say free bedroom property which you couldn't squeeze more rooms into you might consider doing a service accommodation with that if it's over you know free beds then you might consider doing a house of multiple occupations where you rent out room by room um so depending on the type of property you are able to acquire will determine what you want to do so yeah i mean rent to rent is cool 
like I said, the, 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 there are some advantages to rent to rent and I'll be going through that shortly. Um, but essentially that's what rent to rent is. You take a property from a landlord, you pay the landlord rent, and then you control the house. So imagine now like one of my properties, which is in Walthamstow is, um, probably worth say six to 700 K right? If I was to put a 25% deposit on that, so let's just, for example, do quick, some quick maths, 25% of 600k. Fortunately, oh, I, have, I, have a, I have a calculator in front of me, <laughs> fortunately, so I can do the 150k, dummy, 150k. Boom. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. <laughs> don't, don't try and do maths on the fly. Um, so that's 150k that I would have had to put down in order to get, in order to own that property. Whereas, oh, and that's just the twenty five percent deposit. We haven't even talked about stamp duty exactly. or all the other costs. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So we're probably looking clo- probably closer to two hundred thousand pounds by the time we put in all the fees and uh, you know the legals and everything else. So you can see that how that can be a stumbling block to somebody who wants to get into property, which is why rent to rent is really you know uh, is taken off and it's very popular now. A lot of people. Um, are looking for properties they can control and not own. So, so I'm going to ask you a couple of questions then mm-hmm. as I'm going to interview you as you go through what you do with your rent to rent. So, cause once someone out there is thinking, um, first of all, where do I find this kind of properties? Um, and why would, um, so a landlord want to rent their property to me? to make extra money because I'm assuming that's what this is about and then also do they even need to know that I'm what I'm using their property for so as you tell us about rentering do you want to answer those questions as well of course um when you were asking those questions I just remember uh, <laughs> I remember all these taster courses that we go to when people would ask those type of questions that the trainer would be like, yeah, we've got a course for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's day, day two of the rent to rent course, the no money down course. <laughs> when you sign up for the training, you get the answers to all these questions okay dami you need to give us a taster even if we have to sign up a training with you <laughs> we want a taster right now <laughs> uh excellent excellent so um in any case to answer some of those questions um so you would you'd go on portals where they advertise a room for rent um and then from those portals you would so a portal would be like spare room for example you'd go on um uh, you know you go on spare rooms in your wherever your area is and then you go on there and look for properties of a certain type so three four five whatever and then um from there you'd reach out to the landlord and you know you'd you'd have a conversation to see if it's something they'll be interested in so that's that's generally how you would find those type of properties there are other avenues you can go down of course you can always talk to estate agents um you can yeah you can you can talk to estate agents you can uh, go on gumtree for example Uh, loads of places you can go to find these type of properties um and then from there what were your other questions what was so that's where you can find these type of deals 
Um, and why would, uh, do I have to tell the landlord what I want to do with their property? And if I do tell them, why would they want to give up their property for me or to me? Because, um, well, yeah, why would they want to give their property up? Because if I'm looking to make more money than they're already making, why, you know, why can't they just go ahead and do that? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a very good question. So the, the thing with rent to rent is, and I'll come to this in, you know, advantages and disadvantages of rent to rent is that it's a very hands-on strategy. So you, rent to rent is not new. You are effectively becoming a managing agent. Okay. So that's all rent to rent is you're becoming a managing agent. You, you will take on the responsibility of managing the property for the landlord. So the reason why the landlord might want to do this, there are several reasons. Maybe the landlord is tired of managing his or own properties. Um, maybe the landlord wants, you know, wants the benefits of having the investment, but doesn't want the hassle of having to find tenants, having to um, sort out if the boiler goes down, you know, having all of those things on their head. So there are several reasons why a landlord um, may want to, to, to give it out to you to, to, to manage. Maybe they don't live in the local area where they've bought the property. So you imagine if you're in London, for example, and you've got a property in, in Cardiff, right? You know, as a landlord in London, if a tenant calls you, there's not really much you can do because you're so far away. So you'd want someone local, you know, that landlord will probably have someone local who would be managing and looking after the property. So that's essentially what you're doing. That's essentially what rent to rent is. You become the managing agent for that landlord. And for that, you get, you know, you're able to take away a little bit of profit. So the landlord would, would sacrifice some profit, but then they'll get their time back. They'll get probably yeah. their peace of mind. And, um, and those are the reasons why the landlord would want to say yes to, to their property. Um, and I guess also they would, they, the, one of the most important thing as well, which is the big selling factor, if you're looking to do rent to rent is the guaranteed rent that you're going to give to your landlord. So where a landlord would normally use a managing agent um, or an estate agent to manage their property, there isn't any guaranteed rent from there. And an estate agent is not going to guarantee your rent when there is a void. Whereas you, as an individual or a company taking on a rent to rent, um, one of the one of the perks to the landlord is that you will there will be no void period, so you will they will get paid regardless. And I think that's a big selling point to any landlord who wants exactly. to make money. Exactly. Although in these times, um, because I guess just to, just to kind of make our listeners aware, in these times where, we, you know, in these times of uncertainty, it's good to have a conversation with your landlord if you can come up with a, if you can come up with some kind of agreement where um, maybe you do like a profit share or something like that, because of course, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with the pandemic. We don't know what's going to happen with people's jobs and so on and so forth. So um, as investors, we also need to protect ourselves a bit. But yeah, the initial lure, the initial, the initial, one of the big benefits for a landlord is that um, most renter renters do guarantee the rent. So, and uh, that's happy days for the landlord. So, but you do need to just uh, be careful with that as well. So some of the benefits for rent to rent, um, like I said, you don't need a massive deposit. 
you can you can so there's a conception that you can generate cash flow quite quickly um i would rebuff this and say you can generate cash flow but you may need to wait a certain amount of time and what i mean by that is let's say you take on a property that needs some some it's it's a tired property you know the landlord has just done the bare minimum because because you know he's always had there's always been demand but now more and more what i'm finding is that landlords who were coasting before they're struggling now because you know because one the level of and the quality of hmos are increasing so the kind of just coasting along is not working anymore and two the demand is not so it, the demand is there but the demand is tougher because you know people have left london for example you know and they've gone home because they don't have to work in the city anymore they can just work from home so demand is really like um demand is tough so you really have to make your property stand out and what that means for you taking on a property is that you might have to put down some money in order to in order to um to refurbish the property and bring it up to a you know a decent standard or a very nice standard depending on how much you want to spend so if you let's say you take and one of the things we always say is try not to spend more than say 6 months worth of your profit on you know the refurbishment so if you know that every month you're going to be taking um you're going to be taking 500 pounds home right um, so in that case, you would only, ideally, you would only spend 3000 to make sure that that property is nice, just as an example. Um, so if you've put this £3,000 in and you know that it's going to take you six months to make that back, that means for six months while you have that property, you're not having cash flow. You're just replenishing the initial £3,000 that you've spent. And thereafter is when you start generating the cash flow as long as there's no voids, you know, and everything is okay in the property, thereafter you start generating the cash flow. So there's a conception that you, you know, you you can generate cash flow from the word go. Yes, if you don't need to spend any money, but if you do need to spend money to bring the property up to a decent standard, then on you know your cash flow only comes after you reclaw that money. Does that make sense? Yeah, I suppose what you're saying then is. Or what? 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 Um. Just to make it even clearer, there is going to be you're going to make a, a, a profit. Okay, so I think probably cash flow and profit is being used um interchangeably right now. So cash flow is just the mere fact that this property would generate a positive return. So you're not going to need to add any money to um to this deal. So you take on the rent to rent. And uh, you pay your bills, pay your, your rent, and you still have some money left over. That is positive cash flow. However, in the rule and the true sense of it, your positive cash flow isn't necessarily a profit to you in month one to month one to six because you're still paying back what you had spent initially on getting the place up and running. So yeah, so it's cash exactly. flow and profit. So you should always cash flow from day one. However, your profit is literally only real a, a true profit once you've been able to pay back what you initially spent. And I, and I like the fact that you mentioned yeah. that rule of the six-month rule. I think it's a good one to, um, it's a good one to have at the back of one's mind 
Um, because, you know, the other question that people generally would have is how much is enough for me to spend when I pick up any of these rent to rent deals? How do I know that I'm not spending too much? Um, because obviously, obviously, there's always that risk of even though you're coming into a contract with a landlord, what if at the end of your initial contract, they, re- they choose not to renew with you? Would you have made enough money in that time that you've had this property? So that's really a good way of making sure that you are able to make money in the time, the in- your initial um, lease agreement. Um, yeah, I-, I love it. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, anything could happen. A landlord can come and say, I want my property back and, you know, and although there's a contract, they can, they can, if they, you know, if they, because you might have a break clause and so on and so forth. So you don't want to have invested so much that, you know, if anything should happen, you, you, you haven't been able to reclaim your money back. Um, And then the other thing is that, you know, the property is not yours as well. So you don't, you only want to take on the management of the property and hopefully generate a bit of cash flow. You don't want to go, you don't want to take a rent to rent and then you're looking to change the kitchen because you don't like the kitchen and you're looking to, you know, add a new bathroom and and do a big extension or something like that. You don't own the property, my friends. Okay. So (laughs) it's not your job to go and do massive extensions by all means, paint it, you know, if it needs new carpets, if you know, you need new furniture, yeah, of course, by all means do that. But, you, you know, you're not going to be doing major construction work or, uh, you know, adding a toilet here or it, because it's not your property and you really don't want to be spending that kind of money. Now, here's the other thing. If you think it needs that and you present that to the landlord and the landlord, you know, because it's the landlord's property, remember, and of course they want their property to be able to generate the the kind of money they, they need to pay their bills and to make money. You can present that to the landlord and the landlord might be like okay yeah you know what I've been meaning to do this for a long time do you have people who can do it do you know what I mean and then there from not just rent to rent you can now actually get experience in project managing a refurbishment I mean the the opportunity for that is actually endless because I mean I had a deal I I think I mentioned this to you a while back I um late last year I had an opportunity to, or should I say I was presented, I met a landlord that had a property in an area that I also invest in and have my rent to rent. Um, I viewed this property. In fact, the, the, the story was the property itself, the, the market value for the three bed in this area is about one three, one three, one four. And then this property was being advertised for 900 pounds. So there was already like a 400 below, you know, 400 pounds below the market value. But the reason why it was so was because the property needed a lot of work. So it was, the property was dated, like dated. <laughs> it doesn't look like it's done. It has had any work um, since it was bought. Um, so, but then, it's interesting that when I when I viewed this property, I was actually starting to um, fall in love with the idea of taking this on. So the reason why the, the so I think from the landlord's point of view, they're giving a four hundred pounds um, four hundred pounds um, reduction every month in the course of a year. That's what four thousand eight hundred. Um, and I was going to pick this property up because I I reckon if I spend 
about 4,800 maximum or, you know, that's my maximum budget. If I spend up to that amount, do I have, am I able to, um, am I able to, to still take this property, do the work and the work would have meant changing the kitchen, not, not the entire kitchen, but might be changing the, the doors to the, to the work, to, to the, the shelves, changing the work service, just make it a bit modern. Um, it obviously would require a new carpet change, painting the property and, and so on and so forth. So I was beginning to look at the possibility of taking this on and doing the work um, that is required on the basis that I'm getting that um, discount upfront. Um, but then I, I, I had to even get my builder there and I realized that it was actually a lot more work than I thought because not only does it need the cosmetic work, mm -hmm. like I said, the place is so dated. So even the electric board needed to be upgraded, which the landlord wasn't prepared. So it's like, so you might come across instances where you find a property that does need work. And just like Dami said, it's not your property. So don't go too crazy on the refurb. However, if you were ever to ever considering doing any kind of slight refurb, you've just got to cost it out such that the landlord should be able to reduce the price of the rent significantly um, to cover for the actual work that it's doing. So that if you then come up, because then it's a win-win, right? Because you get, if the, you get to project manage the refurb. So that's a, a skill that you've already building up there. Who knows? The landlord might actually look to sell it to you so that you might be able to have a potential lease option agreement in place. You just never know because um, clearly if the landlord is not willing to spend money to to do up their property, it's an indication that maybe they don't, perhaps they don't have that money and maybe they might be looking to sell this property in the near future. Um, and then also it's a win-win for the landlord because you're updating their property. So by the time you eventually come out of this contract, they've got a modernized property on their hand. Um, yeah, so the, the opportunities are endless. So, like I said, you can generate cash flow quite quickly. You can build experience, so project management experience, managing properties experience, which can go a long way. Um, this can help you with your credibility in the future, and um, and you don't, you know, you don't have to wait for a long time before you know you can buy a property because you're saving two hundred thousand uh, pounds for a twenty five percent deposit. There are, however, some disadvantages that I'll just, um, that, you know, I'll just let our listeners know. It because you're taking on the management of the property, it can be time-consuming. So you are the one that the tenants will call if the house is dirty. If the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being real, man. I'm just letting I our know listeners that. know the truth. I, 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 I can def definitely testify to that. Please, I need to share one of my one of. My, <laughs> I've got. <laughs> this is the truth right here, man. Um, that, that, so my you know. one of my one of my my tenants, my HMO tenants, would call me to tell me that. Oh, by the way, their co-tenant or their house sharer, one of their co-tenants, has left their washing in the in the in the tumble dryer all night. And because their room is the closest to the kitchen, it's um, affecting their sleep, which I totally, totally understand. Yeah, so I'm asking, so my question to the tenant is, have you spoken to the person? And they've said, no, I'm not speaking to that person. And then I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you would call me, you would take up your phone, call to use up your credit, 
call me. If you don't get hold of me, call me again to tell me to tell somebody that you that literally lives next door to you to not switch the dryer on in the middle of the night because it's affecting your sleep. Like I totally understand it, but call and speak to the person you share the same house so that those are the yeah. joys of managing people and managing hmos they would call you for the most ridiculous um the most ridiculous thing and it's 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 interesting <laughs> yeah it is it is and by the way this is the same if you own the property so it's not like it's uh it's um it's a negative but it is the reality it is time consuming property is time consuming now you know i think i i tell you sometimes um bimbola i i have this phrase that i say um which is and they told us it's passive income and what i mean by that is it's passive income but you do have to work so you know if you're managing a property if you're managing a house with five six seven tenants it's going to be work so you know what you know um, what we should we should coin this it's passive income but it's active work (laughs) (laughs) this should be our phrase property is passive income property provides you with passive income but don't be fooled guy it is actual active hard work (laughs) exactly exactly i mean in saying that if you're doing single let single lets do tend to be easier but I'm just giving you the, you know, the realities of managing houses of multiple occupations. So yeah, single lets do tend to be passive, but yeah, HMOs, I would say um, a lot more active, as you say. So yeah, so that's, that's one of the things that you just have to realize when you go into it. So you've got to be prepared to put in the work. Um, The other, some of the other disadvantages are you wouldn't benefit from you know, the capital appreciation of the property because you don't own it, you're just controlling it. And, but the most important, the most important thing that I would want our listeners to know is that rent to rent, the cash flow is temporary. So usually you'd sign on a deal for three years, five years, but at some point that's going to come to an end. Okay. So if you've got a three year contract, you know that in three years, that cash flow could possibly dry up of course you can maybe renew it or you know but you don't know that's not something that you can control so again it's something to be wary of that the cash flow is going to be temporary if the landlord wants a property back at the end of your tenancy agreement then it will be something it it will mean that you know that unit that you have you will no longer be able to count it in your in your cash flow column so or in your profit column so yeah that's it did we talk about I, i'm sure you did talk about the fact that you don't um you don't own the property um but yeah, i think yeah. it's good to stress that if the goal to get the goal to, is to if your ultimate goal is to get into property as an investor and to begin to own a build yourself a portfolio however because you're just starting out and for whatever reason you're not able to get onto it quickly enough and then you've gone down the rent to rent route to get you some cash flow you've got to always keep that goal um at your forefront um because rent to rent is very temporal the owner of the property can come back and and take it but you want to have you want to have built yourself a nest of cash 
that you can then use to deposit on your own property. So the same things that you're doing, the same money you're making on a rent to rent property, you can then start to look at making the same money and even more on your own property that you own, um, where you're obviously paying less time, less rent um, in terms of your mortgage. So the goal ultimately is to own property. So let's, um, let's, let's be focused on that um, so that eventually that money goes into, um, into your deposit for your own property that you're going to buy on a mortgage. Yeah. So it, it is, it is temporal and, um, but it's a low, it's a, it's a, it's a strategy with a low barrier entry or um, low cost of entry because you can you can control a property that's worth 600 700 a million pounds benefit from some of the proceeds of that of that property and then use it either use it to um as you said to save for a deposit or you know or use it to sustain your 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 lifestyle so that you can work on more businesses and then, you know, thereby generating more money in that time. So, yeah, so rent to rent is, it's a really cool strategy. And um, again, if you don't have, you know, a massive pot of money um, it's effectively one of the no money down strategies. So you imagine if, if you put the 3000 pounds in that we talked about earlier and within six months, you've been able to get that 3000 pounds back that, you know, the rest of the two, let's say you signed a two and a half, uh, three year deal, sorry, for two and a half years, you are, you are receiving profits from a property that you've really got no money in, if that makes sense. So it becomes a no money down deal. That's how you control property. That's how you get property, no money down. So you might have to, you've put some money initially, you've got that back out in the first six months. And now it's uh you know it's infinite return for the two and a half years that you've uh, that you've got it so yeah we love 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 the sound of that <laughs> we love the sound of no money down deals we love the sound of infinite returns so guys if you are looking to get into rent to rents uh you don't know how to go about it you'd like to know a little bit more uh, we're definitely here to help you get into it we offer training on rent to rent and um, dami is a good sourcer for this rent to rent deal so you definitely want to reach out to us um and let us yep. know how we can help you and yep, let's yep. get you on this journey in 2021 we are making money the government is printing money we need to get a <laughs> we need to get a hold of that we need to get into that we, we want a slice of the pie we we, we've definitely got to do another episode on government printing money but i just need to get my facts straight so i'm on a bit of a fact finding mission because the amount of money being printed is obscene it's it's unreal it's unreal so but anyway that's it so as bimbala said you know we source um rent to rent properties so if you're interested and you want to you want you know you think that this is something you can do get in touch and um we'll see what we can do for you okay cool thanks guys thanks for tuning in until next time ciao ciao